Sunday Jazz Lounge. circles spin too fast for me my whole bohemia is the place to be I get too hungry for dinner at eight I like the theater but never come late I never bother with people I hate That's why the lady is a trap. I don't like crap games with barons and earls. Won't go to Harlem in ermine and pearls. Won't dish the dirt with the rest of the girls. That's why the lady is a trap. Like the free, fresh wind in my hair. Life without care. I'm broke, it's old. Hate California, it's cold and it's damp. That's why the lady is a trap. I go to Coney, the beach is divine. Welcome to the April edition of Sunday Jazz Lounge with me, Doug Kay, and sitting across the room at the controls, Mark Lancaster. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm okay, thank you, Doug. Yeah, yeah good, lovely. Easter Sunday? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like not, Christmas, but less so. <laughs> you can hear the excitement. Yeah, yeah. Did you get any Easter eggs? <laughs> no. No, neither did I. Uh, when we started off there, uh, with, as I say, um, 
Sunday Jazz Lounge. It's uh, all vinyl as usual and uh, got a lovely mixture of uh, different types of music and uh, celebrating some birthdays and stuff like that, uh, the usual mix. And we kicked off with uh, Ella Fitzgerald, who in a few days' time, on April 25th, um, she would have been 105 years old. And that track, Lady in the, Tr uh, the Lady's Tramp, um, show tune from Rogers and Hart, uh, 1937 musical Babes in Arms. And uh, next up, another birthday man, uh, Freddie Hubbard, who was born on April the 7th, 1938. And I'm going to play a track called uh, All or Nothing at All, um, composed in 1939 by Arthur Altman. Uh, lyrics later added by Jack Lawrence. And uh, this is from Freddie's first album on Blue Note uh, called Open Sesame, which was um, released in uh, 1960. And he's got Tina Brooks on tenor, McCoy Tyner on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Clifford Jarvis on drums. And straight after Freddie, someone else who was also born on April the 7th, but uh, a few years earlier. But first, um, Freddie Hubbard. Thank you. 
unmistakable voice of Billie Holiday there. Still, I think, um, my favourite all-time female singer. Uh, born, as I said, also on April the 7th, the same as Freddie Hubbard, but 13 years earlier on, uh, 19, in 1915. And that track was called uh, I Cried For You, recorded in New York on the 30th of June, 1936. And uh, another landmark birthday this month was Elmer Bernstein, uh, who would have been 100 uh, a few weeks ago on April the 4th, 1922. And um, he composed and arranged scores for over 100 films. And uh, his 50 year um, he had a 50-year uh, career and uh, scored uh, about 80 television productions as well. And uh, some of this, I'll just read off a few of things that he scored for. Sudden Fear, The Man with the Golden Arm, Ten Commandments, uh, Sweet Smell of Success, Magnificent Seven, Killer Mockingbird, Great Escape, Hud, I love that film, Thoroughly Modern Millie, True Grit, and Ghostbusters. Uh, that's just a, f a smattering of them. And uh, he also performed as a concert pianist between 1939 and 1950 and uh, wrote uh, quite a few classical compositions, uh, including three orchestral suites. And he died from cancer on August the 18th, 2004, aged 82. And I'm going to play one of his best-known um, uh, tunes, uh, Walk on the Wild Side, uh, which um, he composed for the film of the same name, but um, this version that I'm going to play wasn't used in the film. Uh, film star Lawrence Harvey and Jane Fonda. Uh, the track I'm going to play is by Jimmy Smith from 1962 with an orchestra conducted by Oliver Nelson.
Yeah, we kicked off that little sequence with uh, Jimmy Smith and uh, Walk on the Wild Side, and then followed that with Herbie Hancock, who uh, turned uh, 82 a couple of days ago, actually, on uh, born on April the 12th, 1940, and uh, still performing, I believe. Uh, great to have uh, you know one of the originals still around and still performing. Uh, wonderful musician, and I love that track. Uh, that came from his de debut album for Blue Note called Taking Off that came out in 1962 as uh, Watermelon Man, probably you know his most famous track. And after that, we had uh, Humphrey Littleton and Bad Penny Blues, uh, recorded exactly 56 years ago today, actually. Uh, and that was um, produced by Joe Meek, uh, English uh, um, well-known producer uh, for mostly sort of pop records like uh, The Tornadoes and... John Layton and people like that had a, had a huge roster of hits there. And it, Joe Meek was uh, born on the 5th of April, 1929. Had a bit of a turbulent life. Did you ever see the film? Uh, with yeah, him? I did. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, quite interesting, wasn't it? Because was there's all these uh, yeah. little people that turned up in it, like Ralph Little yeah. uh, playing chess hodges and stuff. It That's was actually right. it was interesting. Good yeah. film. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a, a genius, but a he bit was, mad yeah, as well. He was, with was, it, he was a, yeah. strange, a strange, a conflicted man, wasn't he? Yeah, but definitely. The way he used to do recordings, I think it was like the Honeycones, wasn't it, yeah. by the right? Yes, right. Um, where the people, the, the drum sound wasn't good enough, so he got the band to go in the room above the recording studio and stamp on the floor, <laughs> yes. and that's how he got that kind of that kind of full drum sound. That's it's right. Really, it's really interesting techniques. Yeah. And also, I mean, he co-produced he co that track by uh, Humphrey Littleton, and... Um, when um, the track was, I was speaking to Peter Eden, my friend, the other day about it, and he was telling me that when the uh, recording was done, um, that Humph went away on uh, tour, and um, uh, Joe Meek didn't really like the s sound of the piano bit at the beginning, so he brought it right forward and you know put a little bit more echo to make it yeah. sound much more vibrant. Uh, and when Humphrey heard it when he came back, I mean, it was a hit for them, but he didn't like it. You no, know, he, he never. I think it's one of those. Typical things, isn't it? It's like I think um, Belt never liked Stranger on the Shore. Yeah, you know, is that because they've? Oh, my, my dad's the same. I'd been a clarinet player. Yeah, you know, he gets asked to play these tunes all the time. He's like, absolutely, does it? it? Yeah, but it's not the one they like. So yeah. I don't think Hump ever liked Bad Friendly Blues. No, which is a shame because great track. And well, also it's more sort of it's not typically jazz, is it? It's quite rock and rolly in a way. Yeah, but that's the way it was going. Yeah, there, you know, because them bands had to transition a bit. Absolutely, that's so I think it's 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 a a fantastic record. Yeah, and uh, as I was saying to you earlier, that we said that uh, Paul McCartney cited that uh, piano bit at the beginning yeah. as the inspiration for Lady Madonna. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good, good, good track. And uh, next up, we've got Jerry Mulligan, born on April the 6th, 1927, a track called Decidedly, which was written by Mulligan, but um, it clearly takes uh, a good slice out of uh, Undecided, the, t um, the song by Charlie Shavers from 1957. And this track's got Thelonious Monk on piano, Wilbur Ware on bass, and Shadow Wilson on drums, and Mulligan on baritone sax. So, uh, Decidedly. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk to you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. In restless dreams, I walked alone. Streets of cobblestone, neath the halo of a street lamp, I turned my collar to the cold and damp. When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light that split the night and touched the sound of silence. Naked light I saw Ten thousand people Maybe more People talking Without speaking People hearing Without listening People writing Songs that voices Never shared And no one Dared disturb the Really did go into the sounds of silence there at the end. She just stopped, sort of yeah, suddenly. Know, yeah. Didn't even say the last word. Yeah, what didn't kind even of say goodbye. What kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> uh, that was uh, Carmen McRae, uh, born on April the eighth, nineteen twenty. Sounds of Silence, the uh, Paul Simon song, and I really like her version of that. It's from a nineteen sixty eight album of the same name that was uh, arranged by Shorty Rogers. <coughs> and um, he was uh, born on April the fourteenth, nineteen twenty four, as a coincidence as well. And uh, before that, we had Jerry Mulligan. <coughs> and next up, um, I was very pleased, uh, well, pleased to say, uh, Tone Poet uh, have brought another album out that I really liked, uh, an unusual one that I hadn't heard before. Normally, um, with their reissue uh, program, a lot of them I've already got, and I'm reluctant to buy them again because they're very expensive, and I'm running out of kidneys to sell at the moment, so <laughs> I, I'm very reluctant to get any unless I really want it. But this one, by a guy called Sonny Red, 
And um, this one originally came out in 1960, and uh, it was called Out of the Blue, the album. And he's got Sonny Red on alto, Winton Kelly on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Roy Brooks on drums. So excellent lineup as well. Uh, and I'm going to play a, a track from that now, and it's called Bluesville.
we started off there with uh, Sunny Red on that um, newly released Tone Poet album, Out of the Blue, a track called Bluesville, and I shall be playing some more from that in the future because uh, it's a really lovely album. And we followed with uh, Gil Scott Heron, who was born on April the 1st, 1949, a track called Lady Day and John Coltrane, and that was from his 1971 album, um, Pieces of a Man, and um, also uh, I think he had a minor hit. I always remember that being played on Capital Radio actually a lot. That track, you know, yeah. they used to play it a lot. And we finished up there with a fantastic track actually, Dudley Moore, who um, was born nineteenth um, of April, nineteen thirty-five, and uh, he died in March two thousand and two, age sixty-six. My Blue Heaven, with a touch of Squeeze Me thrown in there as well. And uh, that was from his 1965 album, The Other Side of Dudley Moore, which was the first album he released um, as a jazz album and um, had his usual trio there of Pete McGurk on bass and Chris Caron on drums. And uh, we were just talking, Mark and I were talking while that was playing, that how underrated he was as a pianist. And, you know, listening to that track there, just how deft the touches were and, and just how talented that guy was. And um, we were thinking that possibly his... Um, career as a comedian might have hampered him being taken seriously as a jazz musician because you know how serious they are yeah about i think you're like right he, he was he was probably one of the best jazz pianists this country's ever produced yeah. i mean i and could have uh, played that you know yeah. without announcing it and you thought no. oscar peterson or someone like that's that. that's right i no. mean i played stuff before on shows and i'm not said who it is yeah. and then well i played it to people who do you think this is and they say oh and it's dudley moore yeah. really he, he played piano yeah, so well, yeah, though. you know, the more I play his stuff and the yeah, more I appreciate him really as good. well. But um, anyway, so yeah, th that was a really good track. And the two guys, uh, McGurk on bass, who's a fabulous bass player, and Chris Curran on drums as well, excellent, you know, really complimented him well. And now the time has come for me to pass over to Mark. It's his time uh, to pick his track um, for this show. So over to you, Mark. Thanks very much, Doug. Yeah, this month I've uh, had a dig through my albums and uh, I've come up with this. This is the Jazz Couriers, um, which was a band that featured both Tubby Hayes and Ronnie Scott um, in the sort of the late 50s, really. Um, and just as sort of the, the, the club was opening, Ronnie Scott, you know, uh, most people think of him as a club owner, but he really was one of the best saxophonists this country's ever produced. And Tubby Hayes was the best saxophonist this country's ever produced, yeah. but also a brilliant flautist, who learnt to play the flute in six weeks and then went and played. And, thing. and then a brilliant vibes player as well. And this, this is a track called Some of My Best Friends Are Blues. Um, it was recorded live at the Dominion Theatre in London in Tottenham Court Road on the 16th of February, 1958. I can even tell you right to the day. There you go. Um, and this, this features uh, Bill Iden on drums, Phil Bates on bass, Terry Shannon on piano, Ronnie Scott on tenor sax and Tubby Hayes on vibraphone. And this is... Some of my best friends are blues. Thank you. 
soak up the sounds of the finest jazz around. Yeah. 
So, firstly, just say thank you to Mark for bringing uh, the track in. Uh, some of my best friends are blues. Really good track, and again, shows you how good uh, you know the English musicians were over here. Then underrated and uh, underappreciated sometimes, but that was a lovely track actually, really nice. And uh, after that, we had uh, Muddy Waters, uh, who was not only born in April on April fourth, nineteen thirteen, also died in April, April the thirtieth, nineteen eighty three. Uh, and that was a track called Baby Please Don't Go. And it's uh, from a 10-inch album I got last year, uh, live in L.A. 1954, of uh, newly discovered uh, tracks that were uh, recorded and um, never released before. So uh, that came out in a little 10-inch album. And then after that, we had John Mooney, uh, who turned uh, 67 a couple of weeks ago on April the 3rd. And uh, I can't pronounce the name of this track. I mean, you know, I'm English after Do you want me to have a go? Go on, then. I think it's, is it's called... Wibble whim, when she walks, she walk. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's good though. I like John Mooney. He was born in uh, New Jersey, actually, on April the 3rd, 1955. Uh, but he relocated to New Orleans and you can uh, 
see that in that track. It very very new Orleans, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. But he does play a lot of Delta Blues, very good slide guitarist as well, and it, he mixes the two up. And uh, next up, I'm going to play uh, Frank Sinatra and a track called Angel Eyes from 1958, uh, which he sort of dedicated to Ava Gardner. And um, after Frank, I'm going to play a track by Ava Gardner. Oh, it's the first time they've been together for a long while. Yeah, I know. Probably the last as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, drink up, all you people. Daughter, anything you see, have fun, you happy people. The drink and the laughs on me. Try to think that love's not around Still it's uncomfortably I gotta run The facts uncommonly clear I gotta find Who's now the number one Disappear 
started off there with Frank Sinatra, Angel Eyes, uh, from 1958, uh, from his album Sings Only for the Lonely, and followed up by Ava Gardner, uh, Can't Help Loving That Man, music uh, composed by Jerome Kern and lyrics by Oscar Hammerstein, from the 1951 film version of Showboat. And that didn't quite work out well for them, but, you know, these things happen. Look at Johnny Depp. I mean, you know, not gone that far yet, is it? No. <laughs> Uh, next up, Charles Mingus, uh, born on April the 22nd, 1922, so another 100-year-old uh, one. And um, this track is called uh, Better Get Hit In Your Soul from 1964 album uh, on Impulse called Mingus, 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 Mingus. And uh, there's a, a lot of new releases apparently coming out this month of uh, rare or unreleased stuff from Charles Mingus. So maybe next month if I've managed to... Uh, scrape a few quid together and buy a couple of them I'll, I'll play that um, but up till then I'll play a really good track good album this one mm -hmm. 
I got eyes for you to give you dirty looks. I have words that do not come from children's books. There's a trick with a knife I'm learning to do. And everything I've got belongs to you. I put powerful anesthesia in my fist And the perfect wrist to give your neck a twist There are hammerlock holds, I've mastered a few And everything I've got belongs to you Share for share, share alike You get struck each time I strike You for me, me for you I'll give you plenty of nothing I'm not yours for better but for worse And I've learned to give the well-known witch's curse I've a terrible tongue, a temper for two And everything I've got belongs to you Struck each time I strike you for me, me for you. I'll give you plenty of nothing. I'm not yours for better, but for worse. And I've learned to give the well-known witches curse. I have a terrible tongue, a temper for two, and everything I've got, everything I've got, everything I've got belongs to you. With my shades on I'm too much I'm a gas I am anything but middle class When I hang around the band Popping my thumbs Digging the drums Squares don't seem to understand Why I flip They're not hip Like I'm hip I'm hip I'm alive I enjoy any joint where there's jive I'm on top 
of every trend. Look at me go, vodiodo. Bobby Darren knows my friend. I'm so hip. I'm hip, but not weird. Like you notice, I don't wear a beard. Beards were in, but now they're out. They had their day, now they're passe. Just ask me if you're in doubt, cause I'm hip. Now whatever the fads, and whatever the ads say, it's Neatsville. I'll be keeping abreast, out in front of the rest with Elitesville. Cause I'm cool as a cuke. I'm a cat, I'm a card, I'm a kook. I get so much out of life. Really I do, scuba doo boo. One more time, play Mac the knife, let her rip. I may flip, but I'm hip. Started off there with uh, Charles Mingus and uh, followed that with uh, Johnny Pace, Everything I've Got Belongs to You, uh, written by Rogers and Hart for the musical by Jupiter. And that was from uh, his 1958 album, um, Chet Baker Introduces Johnny Pace. And uh, Chet was on trumpet on that and Herbie Mann was on flute. And Herbie Mann was born in April as well, the 16th of April, 1930. Uh, good voice. I, li I like Johnny Pace. He never really made the big time because there were so many other guys with similar or better voices around at the time. And he just sort of missed the bus, uh, really. Uh, but that's a nice album. And then we finished up with uh, the wonderful Blossom Deary there, born on April the 28th, 1924. I'm Hip, written by Dave Fishberg and Bob Doro. And that's from a 1966 album, Blossom Time, uh, which was recorded at Ronnie Scott's Club. And uh, next up, I've got uh, Leo Parker, born on April the 18th, 1925, 97 years ago. And this track's called Blue Leo, and that's from a 1961 Blue Note album, uh, Let Me Tell You About It. <laughs> Thank you. 
just what a bust. This is how the story ends. He's gonna turn me down and say, can't we be
Uh, Billie Holiday. I thought I would bung an extra one in for her because I like her so much and uh, um, that's uh, I'll Never Be The Same which is uh, one of my favourite tracks by her. Really nice vocal on that. And um, we started off the sequence with Leo Parker with uh, Blue Leo from the album Let Me Tell You About It. And then after that uh, I was going to mention uh, the composer Kay Swift who was born on April the 19th 1897 and uh, we played Can't We Be Friends which was her biggest hit and that was... Uh, from the 1929 musical, The Little Show. And the lyrics by that were by Paul James, whose real name was James Paul Warburg, who was her husband. And um, she uh, had a long affair with uh, George Gershwin while she was married uh, to Warburg. And after they met at a party, and he you know, sort of took her under his wing and uh, talked her lots about how to you know, compose songs and, and lyrics and things like that. So. Her husband was aware of it, but wanted to save the marriage and stuck by her by trying to get involved in, in writing the lyrics. And um, the lyric he wrote for this was quite poignant, considering you know what was going on with George Gershwin. Um, but they never married. Uh, eventually, um, she stayed with her, her husband and told George you know, that it's not going to happen, and he moved off to California. Um, but he couldn't let it go, and he kept in touch with her. And then she did eventually divorce the husband, and... Um, uh, he decided to come back uh, uh, to New York uh, so that they could be together again, but he died before that happened. Um, she carried on uh, collaborating with his brother, Ira, to complete some of the songs uh, that were unfinished. And um, the version I played was by Linda Ronstadt, actually, from her 1984 album, Lush Life, uh, with arrangements by Nelson Riddle. And uh, that is a really nice song. I mean, you know, Can't We Be Friends? It's one of them lines... Uh, you, uh, when someone says that to you, you want to strangle them, like, you know, it's not me, it's it's not you, it's me, isn't it? You know, them sort of lines that people come out with. But it's a really, really good song. And uh, after that, we had Stanley Torrentine, who was born on the 5th of April, 1934, uh, and a track called Sure As You're Born from a 1966 Impulse album, Let It Go. And that had his missus, Shirley Scott, on organ, and uh, Ron Carter on bass, and Mac Simmons on drums. Uh, then we had uh, Alexis Corner, who was born on the 19th of April, 1928, a track called I Want to Put a Tiger in Your Tank, which was written by Willie Dixon and uh, was a hit for Muddy Waters, who we played earlier on. And that had uh, Cyril Davis on vocal, another great uh, British blues man. And it was from a 1962 album uh, called R&B from the Marquee. And it also featured on that album Long John Baudry, uh, Big Jim Sullivan, Dick Hextel Smith, and uh, they were, you know, th that was uh, the training ground for a lot of musicians, you know, like the Rolling Stones and people like that who, who played in that band and uh, got influenced uh, by the blues music. And uh, next up, I'm going to play, this is, I just got this um, album by Bobby Gentry, of all people. Um, it's called The Windows of the World. 
and um, it was never uh, released. It was recorded in 1968 when um, her career was sort of taking, not a dive, but she wasn't having the success that she was having with uh, Ode to Billy Joe, and she wanted to try something different out, and she wanted to do a jazz album. Uh, and she was uh, in a relationship with the producer, Kelly Gordon, uh, and that fell apart before the album was completed. So it was uh, shelved uh, for all those years, but recently just came out on vinyl. And uh, the song at the time, um, it was written by uh, Bacharach and David, was a sort of protest song about the Vietnam War. But uh, with the way the world is at the moment, I think that the lyrics really s um, stand up well and uh, sound as, as uh, you know poignant today as they did uh, back in 1968. Um, Yes, uh, and it was actually originally did come out by Dion Warwick, but uh, anyway, I'll play uh, the version here by uh, Bobby Gentry. The windows of the world are covered with rain. Where is the sunshine we once knew? Everybody knows. When little children play, they need a sunny day to grow straight and tall. Let the sun shine through. The windows of the world are covered with rain. Those black skies turn to blue Everybody knows When boys grow into men They start to wonder when Their country will call Let the sun shine through
was a lovely track there by Bobby Gentry, Windows of the World. And uh, time's going fast now. We're coming up to the last record and uh, it's nearly seven o'clock at night and uh, time for me to go and paint the town beige. Um, so I'll say my goodbyes to everybody and now. I'll say big thank you to Mark for coming in and, and producing the show. You're again. very welcome. And for the lift in as well. Thank you very much. Saved me carrying that big box. Yeah, so you can, yeah, make <laughs> you walk home. You know, <laughs> can't do both. Thanks for that. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening, um, whether you're listening live or a couple of months later or a couple of years later, I don't know, whatever. But uh, it's really appreciated. And uh, hopefully, uh, God willing, we shall be back in a month's time and then it will be May. My God, this year is going by quickly. Uh, be in the uh, Bermuda shorts and uh, Hawaiian shirts uh, next time we <laughs> come on air. Oh, dear. <laughs> so uh, I'll play out uh, one final track. Alan Haven, uh, English um, uh, composer who collaborated on a lot of movie scores with John Barry on Bond films, etc. And also uh, a film called The Knack, which was an excellent film that came out in the 60s. And uh, he was born on the 1st of April, 1935. And this track was also used on the one of the pirate stations. I think it was Radio Caroline as a play-out tune. And it's called Image. And uh, I'll see you in a month. <laughs>